How's it going out there to everyone in podcast land? Welcome to the Hill Church Podcast. So this last week we heard from Bennett, who is um, the youth guy here. He also leads a missional community. And uh, so he was teaching on expectation. We're in our Advent season. And so the first week we're talking about expectation and really looking at Simeon and Anna and their expectation of the Messiah, which is different than maybe what a lot of people in Israel in in that time were expecting when it came to the Messiah. So let's just kind of go through the text here, and I'm going to bring out a few things that Bennett brought out, some principles, some ideas, and a main idea, which I think is uh, pretty profound. So uh, here's what it says in Luke. It says, in chapter 2 on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name of the angel that the angel had given him before he was conceived. And so right away we see that uh, Jesus, which means that God saves, um, was born as a child, was circumcised uh, according to the Jewish tradition. And so we see that Luke is kind of hinting at who Jesus is in that he was 100% God, God saves, this was name means, uh, but he's 100% man. He was conceived and born through a woman, and so Jesus is God in the flesh. So then Luke goes on, when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. So one thing we learn from this is that Jesus, as he was born into a poor family, Joseph and Mary, they brought a pair of doves or two young pigeons as a sacrifice when they um, consecrated him to the Lord. Now they could have brought a lamb, for example, but if they didn't, you know, if a family didn't have that much, you know, didn't have very much money, they could bring a pair of doves or two young pigeons, and that's what Joseph and Mary brought. So uh, Jesus was poor. Uh, interesting, we see God's uh, heart to identify with the struggles that we go through, poverty being one of them. And he was dedicated to the Lord, as each firstborn male is dedicated to God. Uh, Just kind of interesting that God's son is given to Mary and Joseph, and then they dedicate him right back. You see that selfless love in there. So now there's a man in Jerusalem, his name called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So now Simeon knew about the prophecies in the Old Testament of the Messiah, uh, that he would come, that he would be a king, and uh, the Holy Spirit was on Simeon. Now at this time, the Holy Spirit did not indwell people. So this was a very special thing, the Holy Spirit would be on him. And the Holy Spirit communicated that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So one thing we can see between these these two ideas is that Scripture, prophecies of the Messiah, and the Holy Spirit will always align with one another. And they did for Simeon. He knew of the Scriptures, the prophecies of the coming Messiah, and then the Holy Spirit communicated, hey, he's going to be coming, and you will not die before you see him. So... Uh, just keep that in mind that, you know, sometimes we wonder what God's will is in our lives. That's something Bennett brought out is that uh, we wonder what is God's will for my life. And whatever you conclude is God leading you or his will for your life. If it doesn't coincide with scripture, then that's not the Holy Spirit. It could be your feelings. It could be the influence uh, of somebody else or uh, um 
I mean, it could even be uh, the enemy at work in in our lives. Uh, We know something is from God if it coincides with God's word. And for Simeon, this promise that he would see the Messiah um, did, because there's these prophecies of Messiah in the Old Testament. So moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms, and he praised God. This is what he said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles, and glory of your people Israel. See, to Simeon, Jesus represented a fulfilled promise that God had made in the Old Testament and to him specifically. And he represented salvation, but not just salvation for Israel. And this is kind of where there might be a distinction between Simeon and the, other, and the people of Israel during this time. People of Israel in general were looking for a savior from Rome, from this nation that was oppressing them, that had conquered them. But Simeon, he's looking for salvation, not only for Israel, but also for the nations, for all nations. And so he was expecting a Savior to come that would save everybody from sin and its effects, not just Israel, but all nations. And so he rejoiced when he saw this promise fulfilled. The child's father and mother, they marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This is interesting what he says. This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. What does he mean? Probably what Simeon is referring to is the fact that Jesus as a Messiah would give everybody an option to accept him and the salvation, the forgiveness that he offers or not. And there's only two options, to trust in Jesus or to not trust in Jesus. And so there's going to be great division uh, between people over this decision. People will be divided over those that embrace Jesus and those that don't, because it's an exclusive offer that Jesus has. It's either trust in him and accept him or not. And that's something that Bennett brought out, that we all need to make a choice to accept or reject Jesus. And to not make a choice is to make a choice to reject him. That's really the choice. Um, And then it says, a sword will pierce your own soul too. Uh, even Mary is going to have to make this choice to accept Jesus as her Savior or not. It says in Hebrews 4.12 that the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The Word of God is this judge that determines between the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It determines between right and wrong. Jesus, as a Messiah, is not only Savior, but he's he's judge. And so uh, everybody is going to uh, be judged based on whether or not they have trusted in Jesus or not. There's only two options. So uh, what did Simeon expect? A Savior that would save all the nations, uh, but at the same time, this Savior would cause division and the falling and rising of many and even pierce uh, Mary's own uh, soul as well. 
And so the Savior was going to be one that really we either accept or we reject. Is that what the people of, of Israel that day expected? Probably not, but that's what Simeon was expecting. And that's what we should expect from Jesus, is that he is a Savior, and he offers salvation to all the nations, but we have to make a choice to accept him or not. And if we choose to kind of stay in the middle, then that's choosing to reject him. So then we have Anna. And Anna is a great example of somebody who had a heart to embrace Jesus. She was looking for Jesus. It says there's a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak of him to all who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So she was eager to see the Messiah. She embraced him quickly. She gave thanks to God and immediately started to spread the word about the Savior that had come. And she's a great example of somebody that um, uh, is making that choice to accept Jesus. And then you see the fruit of that in her life just almost immediately. So what do we take away from this? Although Jesus wasn't exactly what maybe the people of Israel expected, he was exactly what they needed. A Savior who is righteous, who is holy, but willing to sacrifice himself and offer salvation, not just to them, but also to all the nations, to all people. So regardless of what we expect in our lives now, that will save us. You know, we're all looking for salvation. We're all looking for salvation from something, from our problems, from financial struggles, from conflicts and relationships, um, from depression, from discouragement, because of various things. We're all looking for a Savior. And the, the truth is, is that Jesus, He's the one that's our Savior. And He doesn't always save us in the way that we expect. Like the people in Israel's day, um, in general, expected that the Savior would save them from Rome. Like that the Savior would give them something that they thought would help them, which is freedom from the from being under the Roman rule. And we do the same thing. We look to God as a Savior, but we think that salvation will be once I get this problem fixed, once I get more money, once I get this straightened out, you know, whatever, the solution to the problem is their Savior. But Jesus doesn't always offer that. Uh, sometimes he does, but he does always offer himself as Savior through relationship with him, through making that choice to trust in him, uh, return from our sins, repent and trust in him. We have a relationship with Jesus. And in that relationship, the love that Christ offers us uh, is salvation because it fills our hearts. And even if we then do have same, the same struggles and problems, we have Jesus and we have that loving relationship. And so that fills our hearts and enables us to endure those things. So a lot of times we get salvation from Jesus, but it's not the way that we would expect by getting the thing that we want. It is by getting Jesus himself. And that's what Simeon was after. That's what Anna was after. And that's what we should be after too. So seek hard after him and that close relationship with him. Have a blessed week, guys. Hey!